back to the Beers and Tears podcast, week 10. And we might be a Midwestern State football podcast now. <laughs> Shout out, Marshall Week, our minute number one of this podcast. Congratulations. First 30 seconds, but uh, we'll get to the Stangs later. Horns coming off a very ugly loss to Baylor in Waco. Um, just disappointing. We've watched that the same TV show three times in the month of October. October's behind us. Turn the calendars. You're into November. We're not playing for much besides bowl practices, but hey, we're we're actually still playing for bowl practices. That's a legitimate concern oh, yeah. and something to look forward to. Um, just go ahead and skip to beer of the week is brought to you by Hard Liquor. You'll need it uh, this next this upcoming weekend and needed it this past weekend all right texas uh, at baylor john oh baylor. wait john what'd you do this week i don't even i don't even know it's been a blur so what i come on <laughs> um so i'm not gonna lie when you look at our our record at four and four it just seems like we're so much better than four and four i know that's such a lame statement but like no i don't disagree I'm, with that completely like we're, this team is not deserving of a four and four record after how well they played in two first halves versus top fifteen teams, according to the. I will say, people, I both you and I had been saying that the Big Twelve was a little bit weaker this year, and I agree with that a little bit. In that OU in the the playoff committee, obviously, we'll get to the the playoff rankings. We'll talk about that later, but the playoff committee doesn't think OU's even close to being worthy of a playoff spot yeah, that, right that now. That kind of surprised me how far down they were. But um, but I, I I still think that between Oklahoma State, Baylor, and Iowa State, and we'll talk about the Cyclones later and how they're underperforming big time. Yeah. Um, but between those four teams, I think they're not all great, but they're all pretty even, and that kind of elevates the whole play, you know, of the conference, which is crazy to say, but I, I don't know. I don't think the big 12 is as bad as people thought. And that's leading towards the four and four record. Isn't as bad as it seems. No, I, I agree. I mean, I, it's like, who, who's going to be that second team in the uh, big 12 championship this year? Who wants to be it? I mean, we all know OU is probably, I mean, I think their only challenge left. I don't think going to Waco is going to be tough for them, but they're probably going to have a tough game against Oklahoma State. But, like, who is it going to be? I mean, Kansas State has a weird chance of going to the Big 12 championship still. So, um, I don't know. A lot of, a lot of, I guess, football will be played. But I just feel like there's – if you just take one half, like, I guess if you just take or watch one half of Oklahoma State or OU, I wouldn't say one half of the Baylor game because I don't think we looked that great in the first half. Uh, you'd think this team is like a one loss or two loss team, but I didn't. I didn't even watch any of Sark's press conferences after the game or throughout this week. Did you? You didn't watch any of the monkey business? Oh God! <laughs> How was that even a thing? Like, what, what, where have we landed on that? What's the update? It it seems to have died down because of a, a couple of random sports stories and Rogers getting COVID and the whole Suns thing that came out and then a little baseball game that happened. Like What's the Suns thing? Uh, really bad, like 
sexual assault not sexual assault but just like being super creepy and not not good but not good stuff yeah not good that, that came out today but regardless the monkey business died down after about a day now that one night uh tuesday night no monday night no so tuesday night yeah it was like right after Halloween. I thought it was Monday night or Tuesday night, but whatever. It was Tuesday night. It was the funniest damn thing. Um, like watching or just seeing everyone melt down on Twitter about pole assassin. And <laughs> <laughs> like, this is a real sentence. Texas special teams coach who left wife and kids for a stripper whose stage name is Pole Assassin, is accused of having his girlfriend, a.k.a. Pole Assassin's monkey, attack a small child. And it was like at a haunted house, like during Halloween. They created, they created their own haunted house at their in their backyard. And supposedly the child was not supposed to go near the monkey. The monkey was in its cage per a video from Pole Assassin. And the child went near the cage and the monkey attacked the child. This is exactly the moment we needed. When we lose three straight games, we needed a distraction like this. This is what is going to turn the team around. It was the funniest. I mean, I was crying laughing, watching all of it. It was a lot funnier when she was responding to like yeah. PFT commenter and all these people. Like, let it go. Just let it go. The more you comment, the more you create. It was Monday night. Look, think about it back. It definitely was still. Monday. Yeah, I remember because it blew up Tuesday. And I was just like, "What?" The hell? Right, and it was. Oh my god, I was like sitting there on Twitter doing nothing during Monday night football, and it all broke. And it was, well, the first thing when it came from was like this, like no name reporter I'd never heard of who supposedly covers college football or co- covers Texas, but again, never heard of him before, and he somehow had this scoop, and. She started tweeting back at people with which obviously validated it. If she would have stayed silent, people would have been like, No chance this is real. But she went back at him. So okay, remind me of that coach's name. Jeff Banks. Thank you. He was at AM and then went to Alabama and then came to us. Uh yes, correct. What in the world? Like, did he pick up a stripper at while he was at Alabama? Like, what, I, what's... I do not know where he picked up Pole Assassin. Hmm. It was somewhere around a end of his AM tenure, beginning of his Alabama tenure, maybe beginning of his Alabama did, tenure. Did Sark comment on any of these allegations during his press conferences this week? Someone asked him about it being like a distraction, and he was like, "That's a personal matter. We, you know, it doesn't affect us." Today, they didn't. Well, they obviously didn't ask him Monday morning. Yeah, because it happened came out Monday night. That's unbelievable. Is he coaching? Like everything's okay? Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. No, no, that's right. everything's fine. This is the moment we needed. This is uh. Is the, it? This is exactly what, no. It's not what we needed, but <laughs> like. Oh my God, just would be just while we're down. But let's talk about the game before we do actually waste 30 minutes and don't do anything about this podcast. But I so I actually watched the first half um, at a friend's house down the street, which was pretty fun. Um, they had nice pulled pork tacos on the green egg. Nice. Um, that was fun. And I was kind of in and out during conversations, um, kind of watching the game. But obviously, there was the, the pick to start the game. 
and then I mean just another great I guess I don't know was that not that long of a drive but another touchdown on our first drive imagine that um but even throughout the first half it just felt pretty confident and it was just like the Josh Moore drive that just changed the game for me it was like okay the second half in the second half no it was at towards the end of the first half where or into the first half sorry yes where where he bounced off his hands well, sorry, let me take a step back. He had the fumble, which was like, okay, whatever. But we made a stop. And then he had the drop in, like, what a beautiful ball by Casey mm-hmm. like, into the end zone. You know, they said the sun was kind of bad com- coming from like, – Yeah, like, I there, but whatever. But, yeah. And then he had the, just the tip, like, off his hands into the linebackers. It's just like, all right, yep, that's exactly us. But we ended up making a stop, and they did score. Or I guess it was only one play. But still, it was just like, all right, yet again, yet again, we had a chance to get points on the board. Mm-hmm. and we didn't do it so i i remember one thing it's just like obviously and we've mentioned it before not having um oh geez uh um, yeah thank you whittington has just like killed our receiver court yeah but our receivers like just like don't make plays like literally when the you, ball was, well, i don't think you could pin a game on a single player yet this year but i think you could pin that game on josh moore i think so too like but even that, I mean, Washington actually had a pretty decent game, but there was two jump yeah, balls where, I mean, I credit kind of credit Baylor's defense, but I immediately turned our game to the Michigan-Michigan State game right after our game was done. And yes. there were like receivers yeah. just making unbelievable plays. And the game ended on a true freshman making a one-handed pick that was like, honestly, like a you got Moss type pick. And I was like, why can't our players just like make the more athletic plays when they're more See, athletic? I was watching the Michigan-Michigan State game and seeing – Oh my God! Their defenses don't allow three straight touchdowns coming out of half, <laughs> and actually make stops and make tackles and know how to play against a good running attack. Yeah, that's what I was watching. Their three touch—I mean, they literally came out the gates. Their three first three possessions: nine plays, seventy-five yards. Next possession: fourteen plays, eighty yards. Next possession: three plays, fifty-three yards. After we we uh, down on on downs when we went for it on our down, own down, or down, like down. on our own 50 or whatever that was or, or i'm sorry that was the that was the fake punt yeah i don't think we have our own 50 what, the fake punt they took advantage oh, and then God, took what it, was that dicker, that was dicker being an idiot that was not coaching i i think all in all this this was probably the first loss that i could firmly say was not on the coaches this was all players no i agree i i, I kind of what i was getting to is that like by no means do I think we were out coached. Like it was no. not a, it was not a turning point where like we never responded in some manner or countered to Baylor's adjustments. We were pretty much in it, except for you know the game ended on a, was it twenty one. The, the only one thing that you could say is that like yeah the defense is bad at tackling, but this is very painful for me for me to say. But like I love Brockmeyer, love his whole story. I'm obviously super biased to the guy. But if you want to have a not even a championship caliber defense, a big 12 contender challenging defense, he does not need to be your middle linebacker. Yeah, I just don't think we have depth. We don't have any right. Choice. No, that he, I'm not, I'm, he's the best option. That's, that's the issue. Yeah. So I'm not putting that on the defense because I think the scheme is great. And I think our, I think our corners cover up. A really like there have been not that many like big back breaking catches like over the middle or anything like that. Obviously the OU game where he yeah. was in by a inch. Other than that, can you think of like one big throw where you're like, well, that's it. That just literally broke our leg. 
I'm, yeah, I mean, honestly, I was just thinking about Arkansas that never happened, and then yeah, Oklahoma State truly like never. I mean, Texas Tech, our our DBs look terrible, but right. I would agree. I think that's a good point. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. This game wasn't the same to me. Even what was the so they outscored us twenty one ten the second half. It just didn't feel yeah. like the Oklahoma State OU game where we weren't able to counter at all. I felt like we still were semi-competitive in the second half, even though it they, helps with coming out and going, a, you know, a 14 play 75 yard touchdown to, you know, coming out first possession that, that felt great and going for it, you know, on the goal line, um, fourth and goal to get it. We went for it was, five times. If you count Dicker, we went for it five times in fourth down. We, I mean, it was just like first, first possession of each half. We are just, Unbelievable. Like, think about it. Like, Oklahoma State, both possessions of the first half, TDs. So, what – I mean, yeah, I, I don't – I just don't get it, man. I don't get the – I mean, again, this – we are we were talking about the same TV show three times in a row. The same episode every, three times in a row. And three weeks in a row. Well, denial is actually one. It definitely – these kids, it definitely starts to make a difference. You can tell – Oh, emotionally, yeah, they're drained. I don't know. I'm just talking about general investment in the game, too. Yeah, I yeah. I right. don't think they're as like invested. I mean, I wouldn't be. There's nothing to play for. So after after the after the punt, which is funny because after the punt or the the dicker fuck up, now they go down and score. Like what was that? Two plays, three plays later. Yeah, the big run. But then the offense gets the ball, goes and kicks a field goal, and then the defense forces a punt. And you're like, holy shit! Like the, I thought they'd fold. You know, it was like the it was like what was it, the OU game or the yeah where they stopped them and you're no, like oh Oklahoma my god State too we the in Oklahoma State and the defense came up at the the last the second to last possession or I guess technically right. the last real possession and you're, you're right. like oh my god the defense is they're giving us a chance they're not folding like they had the previous three possessions yeah I wonder how much of that is is uh, offense getting a little more conservative in their play calling in those situations um, but yeah I agree <sighs> that's true you. uh, you're saying like Baylor getting conservative. And OU in that yeah. in that three now that they had. So yeah, I wonder how much of it is schematic change in the situation versus our defense like actually playing up, well, backs up against the wall, like actually making a stop. But yeah, I mean, you're right. That is a trend. So it's like we score first possessions and we make stops when they are absolutely needed. But then when we actually need to score points after those stops, it just doesn't happen. So it's just like connecting the dots there. Going into you know individual stuff, I I don't think Casey had a great day. He missed a couple wide open touchdown patch passes. Um, the stat sheet looks good, but it wasn't that good of a day. He had a couple drops that were not on him. True, and the the pick wasn't really on him either. Right. Um, Bijan had a really bad day, and I don't know how much of it was on him. How much was was on our O line? I think Casey actually had a decent day in terms of protection, like they, he had protection, decent protection in front of him. Not yeah, we great. But the run, we never did. We, right. But like, still there, they weren't, how many, they didn't have that many sacks. They had two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Felt like a, a lot more. It felt like a lot more, right. They had four tackles for losses though. That's the, that's the one, the really the, the hurt. Um, it was a lot of chatter about the whole like Baylor not having a flag on them until the fourth quarter. Um, and I mean, there was one hold I saw where I was like, okay, come on. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, the conspiracy hat is, you know, 
Big 12 refs helping Big 12 teams. I mean, I happening against Oklahoma State. I would not. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would not put that behind the Big 12 to do that. But no. I mean, whatever. It, what are you gonna do? Any other yeah. individual performances you liked? Um, like? Zero sacks on our defense. Xavier Worthy continues to just be a beast. I mean, he's. <laughs> Yeah, they, they, they were double covering him the whole game. He's still at 100, so it's yeah. pretty impressive. I, I, again, I kind of mentioned earlier, Marcus Washington kind of yeah. coming up, finally getting attention. But he's got to make those two plays where they threw the ball up towards I mean, it, when it was kind of like desperate and you had to have it, he didn't make the play you needed to have. It just – he didn't do it. So um, – My DeMarvion De bet's not looking good. He's at 61 tackles through eight games. He really so. fell off. The, the injuries don't help there, but – That's true. That's true. He did miss um, half. half. No, it's just kind of like not to be negative. Nancy was just like, all right, how are we going to lose this game? You know, how how was it that? And, and it was just, this one was like a very much a slow bleed out type, yeah, type deal. Whereas Oklahoma State, you could kind of tell after the pick six and the the way uh, we kind of just went flat with like three straight three. And I was like, all right, well, this one's over. Uh, and OU kind of the same thing, but this one was like, oh, it's a good chance. So I don't yeah, know. You don't, you had the ball with down a touchdown late to tie it up. Yeah. Available. I, mean, I didn't think Baylor was that good of a team, honestly. I, I really didn't think so either. Bohannon's not that good, and their just, O-line is good. We're just not good. I mean, like, literally, it's that right. simple. Yeah, I, it's, I don't think – I think Baylor probably loses to OU. Yes. I don't know who else they have. Left. Actually, like, I don't know. Where is that game? That's in Waco. I don't know. I mean, is that, How late is it? Oh, it's in two weeks. Mm. I don't know about that one. Because, well, OU's off. OU's off, and then it's Baylor, Iowa State, and Oklahoma State. They're losing at least one of those, right? Yeah, no, they, they, they definitely do. They, and, they and that's at one. Baylor, home against Iowa State, at Oklahoma State. Yeah, they're losing one for sure. I just don't think it's going to be to Baylor. I see Baylor losing to OU and then choking versus, like, Kansas State or Texas Tech to keep them out of the Big 12 championship. Yeah. Oklahoma State's probably going to lose another one to OU. It's just like – who can keep it at two losses and beat the other two lost teams is who's going to be in the game with, um, wait, we never mentioned it. Let's talk about TCU. Well, you can go to that. I mean, yeah, the rest of the big 12, I guess it's not a bad time. Patterson out after 23 years, I actually got a little early word about it. I don't know if I texted you, sorry. Um, on Sunday night that he was out. All right. From a pure football perspective, I don't hate it. He's obviously lost a little bit of touch. He beats uh, Texas. Okay, well, he's four and four against Texas the past four, past or two and two in the past four years. And he's been sub 500 for those past four years as well. He hired his old offense coordinator that left him a few years ago and Doug Neacham. And obviously, defense is, is his call. And he has had that longtime D line coach and a couple other coaches have left, but pretty much that's his own deal. But on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, he hired Kenny Hill to be a quarterback coach. And it's just a, I don't know. There's never been something that's that sexy. I don't think Duggan's that bad. I don't think he's great, but I don't think he's that bad of a quarterback to blame, yeah. you know, him. But I, I don't know. Well, you have him, you have you have Evans, you have Quentin Johnson. Like they have pretty decent talent for what they usually have on offense. Now, granted, their O line has been really bad the past couple of years. And same for D line. They just haven't had the O line, D line those types of guys that they have but 
as a football perspective, I don't think it's that bad of a call. No, he definitely lost his touch. It's time to make a transition. Shout out to John Woldridge after talking to you. Yeah, what was John uh, thinking? He was upset. Uh, obviously, I mean, that was his coach. So uh, I think it was time to make a move, though. But whenever that kind of move does happen, you I think people are more feared about what what they're going to bring in next. You know, it's like that that uncertainty. Right. Um, whereas for us, it's kind of been pretty certain for the last two changes who we're going to go get, right? When you fired Mac, it was like, oh, my God, who are we going to get? It was a fail. But we all knew Tom Herman. We all kind of like, I think in our minds, like, oh, it's going to be Urban. But in reality, it's like, okay, Sark is the most re- reasonable. So in his standpoint, it's like it's kind of the uncertainty is what kind of makes everyone nervous, especially when you're not like a destination program. Right. And there's no future in terms of like what the Big 12 is going to be. So That's true. That's tough. Yeah. He, started, he said a few names that were pretty comical, um, one of which included Tom Herman, which is funny. But It's not that crazy. I don't think it's possible, but it's not that crazy. Yeah, pretty quick. But, yeah, that was big news. Um, but at least we finally beat him on a, the last time, so we don't have to worry about that again. But on to on – here's a, here's a crazy one. It's a crazy one, but I don't think it's that crazy. Not for TCU, but for Patterson. Bama would love to have a new DC right now. And I don't think it's out of his realm to go do that. I don't think he's done. He's not going to guy that's just going to roll over and accept retirement. I don't see Bama, but I agree. I think it's going to be somewhere. I don't know. I mean, he, he, I know for a fact, he quote unquote told the AD when he offered, you can coach out the rest of the season if you'd like. And at the end of the season, you're done. But the last game, you can co- – up to the last game, you're coaching no matter what. And he told them, quote-unquote, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I, I know that for a fact. Well, aren't you such a source? I'm just saying, like – okay, I'm not saying as a source. I'm just, does that sound like a guy who's done? No, I agree. Mac, it's, That was a Mac. I mean, it was a parade or pine box. What do you want? Choose one. And he chose parade. Gary chose pine box. That's yeah. just the, and now granted, Mac, I guess I guess I'm a little wrong on that because Mac is now coaching again, but he had the five years at ESPN two sitting right there next to Booger McFarland talking about the games at halftime. But I don't know. I, I don't think Patterson's done. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I mean he I don't know, it just kind of feels like he's kind of lost touch with keeping up i mean for a while there he had a good recruiting run um but maybe as an assistant role where it's less recruiting and more focused on the scheme and keeping up with the ever-changing trends of the game then yeah he gets in a better role we'll x's nose purely yeah. yeah i i no, i agree with you 100 well though. we go to ames of course it's we have a, a six o'clock game we go over to ames like i almost was okay with getting another 11 a.m i kind of started enjoying them uh yeah mm. I'll but take a, I'll take a night game. We, I know we have Kansas, which is probably a night game because it's Longhorn Network. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Kansas State is an 11 a.m. game. Um, so we've got a chance, whatever, West Virginia. Well, who cares? What a, who knows what that game's going to be? That's but, whiskey town. But yeah. No, I just hope it's 11. But anyway, we go to Ames. And Iowa State has struggled. Obviously, they knocked off Oklahoma State in what was probably it's, one of the worst officiated games I've seen in a while. I didn't watch um, it, but I heard it was awful. It was just ugly, man. And Oklahoma State got the first down, but they didn't get it, according to the refs. It was just 
Classic Big 12. But, but I heard West Virginia this past weekend was just as when they put lost to West Virginia. Uh, the refs or is Iowa State in general? Just the sloppiness refs game in general. Well, let's hope we don't get that crew, but I know exactly what the crew was for the Oklahoma State game. So if I see him making the calls, I'll text What him. happened to our boy last year? Oh, <laughs> That guy was awesome. The Asian dude. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's who. Wait. I can't remember our boy from last year, but that there was an Asian guy who did the Iowa State Oklahoma State game, so I, I may have gone against our boy. Ooh. Whatever. But yeah. So yeah, I guess just talk Iowa State, I guess. Iowa State, so, yeah, fourth in the Big 12, five and three. Lost to Iowa early and then lost to Baylor um in a close one. And then Iowa was like game day, I think. That was like a big it game. was, yep. Oh. And then lost to West West Virginia last weekend. Uh Crazy to say, but they've definitely underperformed from what they were projected to do. I mean, that they were a sleeper pick for some people for sneaking into the playoff, which yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't think it was that crazy. I mean, it was obviously a stretch, but it wasn't nuts. Um, and they've they, definitely underperformed. After they lost to OU in the Big Twelve Championship, did they go to the Sugar Bowl last year? Where'd they go? Oh gosh, uh, couldn't tell you. You're going and I'll find out. Anyways, five and three, looking like Matt Campbell's not going to go anywhere after being rumored for so long, take another job. But after this type of season, stock's dropping a little bit. Uh, Brock Purdy's still the quarterback. This is his 42nd start mm. for Iowa State, which is crazy. After he had uh, that great freshman year and sophomore year. What, what do you got? Yes, the bowl. It beat Oregon very easily. Got it. Uh, Brock you know how he is again 40 second start so you've seen him three times he takes care of the ball doesn't make like a stupid throws but doesn't have like an unbelievable arm if he can get going he's really good but he kind of hasn't really had that since freshman year um pretty vanilla type offense i mean they want to run the ball with Brees hall who's a good runner i wouldn't call him a great runner but he's a good runner and a good o-line that's better against the run better run blocking than pass blocking if he can somehow get some pressure with this defense, then it might be a little bit different of a game because I, I don't think the receivers are that good, but the past three years, their tight ends have been God. unbelievable. I, that all Charlie Kohler is back. Yeah, yeah, the Charlie all, all I remember is their freaking tight end just yeah. always eating our lunch. Well, Charlie Kohler's back, and the new one's Chase Allen. I forgot what the other one was a few years ago, but Chase Allen's the another guy. They're both 6'6", six, six, like 250. Um, that yeah, Kohler's second in the team in catches and yards, so very good. The other side, uh, or with receivers, Xavier Hutchison, he's been there for a long time, too. Tall, lanky, um, you know, big body, good hands, but you know, not unbelievable speed, but just a guy that can kind of get get yards when he wants to. But I, I'm not impressed by the receivers and i think Brees hall is good i don't think he's that good i think this offense has been a big reason why they've underperformed um, i mean if you look at when they lost those games like they lost to iowa they only gave up like 24 points or whatever they lost to i think the most points they gave up was last week to west virginia was 37 so offense has definitely been more of the issue defense um d lines probably one of the best maybe the second best that will face this year behind Arkansas. I don't know. It's kind of tough to say. Um, they're pe- good pass rushers. Will McDonald, he's been there for a few years. Seven and a half sacks, nine tackles for losses. 
uh, three forced fumbles this year, but he's definitely the kind of the star, the sexy star of their uh, pass rush. Mike Rose is that linebacker who's also been there for like 10 years, just super smart, runs the middle. Like it's his deal. He knows how to stop the run. Very, very sound defensive player. Very Iowa State. Yeah, very classic team captain of Iowa State. Exactly. Um, Defense is nothing unbelievable. That Greg Ellsworth is the safety. He's been there forever as well. Um, Good in run support. Smart against the pass, but I wouldn't say like the best the best athlete, you know, but his head will keep kind of keep him in some plays and not really let anything over the edge. Um, strong tackler. Cornerbacks are definitely probably their weakness on defense. Again, deeply experienced team, a lot of starts under their belt. Probably why they've underperformed so much is because they had these high expectations from how many people were, were, were coming back. Line is six and a half, and the over is at 60. We all know Iowa State has traditionally just, like, played down the teams. I mean, like, always beginning of the season, they choked to someone, right? Or like, ooh-la-la last year. I think they almost lost to Northern Iowa this year. Yep, they did. Um, Almost, yeah. So, I'm trying to look up their defense stats right now. But, anyway, I feel like – they are definitely going to struggle a little bit versus us in the first half, but I just have concerns not to say, say, or say what everyone's thinking, which is the second half struggles of our team. But um, I just, I don't see this team being able to go up to Ames and win a game, um, you know, what has now become a pretty hostile environment. I just don't see how there's any way possible. And it's crazy to think this would be our first four game losing streak since 2010, but gosh, that's crazy. Are, yeah, I know we've had a couple three in there, but um, yeah, it's just, yeesh, thank God we got freaking Kansas, right? <laughs> Next week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I, I completely agree. I, I don't know if there's been a game where I feel less confident about Texas in a, in a long time than this one. If you're laying, I would, I would lay the seven with Iowa State. Um, looking at kind of going into more analytical of the advanced stats, their offense is underrated compared to how they've performed, um, which is crazy to say, but they, they really are. I don't know. It's, it's interesting because you put a lot of, I think you put a lot of emphasis on Brees Hall and what he's done. And even though he's not the sexiest runner in the big yards, but he's just steady, I guess. But yeah, I, I like Iowa State to win this one. Crazy to say that Texas will be four and five, but very likely. Just sucks. Um also sucks that all of the like advanced stats and everything still have us like so high because we just lost like so many close games, like last last possession, whatever. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just <laughs> I mean, Iowa State's defense is number five in the nation. That's crazy. In terms of what? Total defense. I mean, you just don't even know it's yards per game. Yeah. Is it, that is pure yards, not like garbage time and all that crap taken out. Straight up yards. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I guess that's not that crazy. I mean, Vegas has, I mean, or like advanced stats have this like right at what Vegas has, you know, like six and a half. But the six and a half is that me, which is the only thing that makes me hesitate is the six and a half is baiting 
the dumb better to bet the seven to bet the Iowa State like oh you get a half a point they win by a touchdown easy yeah and that that's the only part that kind of worries me because usually when it's like that the true line's probably closer to seven and a half eight but nobody's going to take the favorite at seven and a half eight because it's just a weird number so if Casey yeah. struggled, do you do you yes. which he hasn't done yes. yet? Do no, you he's, play Hudson? He's on a he's on a very short leash. Which is yeah. At dude, after what I saw last week, he missed that the ball that he threw to the sideline. If he literally threw it straight in the air, but in the middle of the field, that's probably a touchdown. Oh so, yeah, the one of the right to the pylon, whoever that was. Yes. And then he missed another one on a complete coverage but he missed two others. There were complete coverage busts. Now, granted, he didn't have time, blitzes, but it, it, if he sees it, he can literally just throw the ball up. He likes taking hits. We know that. Like, he's fine staying comfortable in the pocket. He just didn't see it. I know. Yeah, he's on a very short leash. I'm just wondering how this team and the players, what their mentality is. I mean, there's literally no pressure on them now. I mean, they're playing for just, like, pride. So, yeah. that's one biggest thing is, like, what are they going to go out there and do? Are they going to actually fight? Is, is Sarkeesian going to be able to get this team together? Um, you know, it sucks for Bijan, who's, you know, God, if we just would have won OU or Oklahoma State, how much attention he would be getting. But yeah. it is what it is. I mean, I think he, I think Bijan actually runs for a lot. Um, I just, I really wonder what KC is going to be able to do um, with what lackluster receivers we have left. So he just, like, going back, he just loses steam, man. Like that RPO touchdown to Moore. The first touchdown was like, oh my god, like what a yeah. throw! Yeah, and then he just really kind of lost it. I, he was now he was supposedly hurt and didn't didn't practice the ones. I think on Monday, but that doesn't say much, you know. Yeah, if he's hurt, play play a uh, Hudson card. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So All right. Iowa State. Let's let's. Let's talk about other teams. It, bad slate, there's, too. There's nothing going on. There's It's a bad slate. I don't know what it is, dude. It just hasn't been a great season. And I don't know. It's weird. Uh, Surprised you know, AM Auburn didn't get uh, game day. Auburn AM is probably the best game. 230 on CBS. AM minus four and a half. The over under is at 50. Bo Nix is like not a good quarterback, but he somehow keeps on winning games. It's impressive. He kind of shows uh, up in bigger games. <laughs> he does. That's I kind of like Auburn in this because of who they – oh, they had a good win. Ole Miss. Um, la- yeah, last week against Ole Miss. Only only let Joy Freshwater and Matt Corral, who was like crowned the Heisman beginning of the season, only, they only scored 20. They beat Arkansas the week before at Arkansas. Uh, obviously got the poo beat out in them by Georgia before that, but – I, yeah, I like I like Auburn in this one. I don't believe in Calzada, even though it's at home and it's two thirty CBS game, Gary, all that. But I, I like Auburn. It is, it is in Auburn too. It is but, in Auburn. You said no, no, no. It's in College Station. Ooh, I don't know, man. It's a little magic going on over there <laughs> this year. I I I just don't I don't feel good about. AM. It's gonna be an ugly one because AM's defense is solid. Um I think AM pulls that one out of home. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, well. Um, there's really no other good names. LSU to Alabama. That's ESPN six o'clock game. Alabama minus 28 and a half. 
Orgeron's going to get the hell boo out of him just because he's getting fired and the roll tide what fuck you from two years ago. I think yeah. Saban doesn't forget that type of stuff. I kind of like Alabama land the 28 and the over in that one. I think the over is at like 58 or sorry, 66. Excuse me. Whoa. Uh, I like Bama in the over. Well, let's talk about the most important game at six o'clock. Wait, one other one. One other one. This is actually a sneaky. I think this is a sneaky good game. Um, And I think it's because Herb Street loves both of these teams. 630 on ABC, Oregon at Washington. Oregon ranked number four, even though they had the terrible loss to who they lose to again, like freaking Stanford. Stanford. Yeah. Really bad, but somehow still fourth in the country. Basically the playoff committee saying you have no margin for error. You better back this up. And we're just trying to keep the Pac-12 interested. Right. And Washington coach was talking about how Oregon's a bad academic school and they're, they're more worried about the likes of Stanford and these other UCLA and these better like academic programs and Oregon's kind of firing back. It was, it's petty wars. This is Washington season though. 47, like 40 projected weather is 47 degrees and raining Oregon minus seven Washington plus seven. I kind of love Washington here and the Huskies. Should we throw some money on Pac-12 this weekend? Because it's going to be the only thing we care, probably care about. So I mean, probably. Uh, there's also a little late night, midnight uh, wax smack, uh, wax smack snack with San Diego, San Diego State at Hawaii at 10 p.m. Um, so you're still hungry. So we're down to like, what, six undefeated teams? Georgia, uh, Wake Forest, OU, Georgia, UTSA. OU, Cincinnati, Wake, Wake Forest, Forest, UTSA, Michigan State. Yeah, UTSA. And UTSA, sorry. Yes. So let's go Roadrunners. Meep, meep. Um, North Dakota State's also undefeated, if you're wondering. But they're not. I know. I'm joking. Uh, Division one, right? Correct. Uh, okay. okay. Biggest game of the weekend 6 p.m. In Canyon, Texas, the fight. As a reminder, free audio stream. Free audio stream. Midwestern. Oh, there's video. uh, You have to pay for it, but there's there's a live stream as well. Midwestern State Mustangs take on West Texas A&M Buffaloes in Canyon at Buffalo Stadium. 6 p.m. Midwestern State big game last weekend, uh, beating Western New Mexico 52 to 10. I think our boy Dylan. Is it Dylan Cole Sterling or Dylan Sterling Cole? Oh, hell, you're going to make me look this up. Dylan, Dylan Sterling Cole, 13 of 20 with three touchdowns. I mean, what more do you want? Uh, Kevante Johnson, uh, sorry, Kevante Jackson, six runs on 91 yards, just absolutely unbelievable with a long of 72. So he, <laughs> he had... <laughs> what are you seeing had, all these stats he had 19 yards on five carries but he had one of 72 so you know what screw it i'll take it um the defense I, showed up the defense finally showed up and you know it, it kind of well i take that back western new mexico still had over 400 or 350 yards throwing the ball so but they threw two picks and um they did a good job of stopping stopping the run uh the mustangs did 
I, I think this is a little bit of a trap game though. Uh, Western Tech or Western Texas A&M is not that bad. They're they're six and or they're five and four overall, but they've got good wins over Western New Mexico. Barely lost to number five school Colorado School of Mines, uh, thir- thirteen to twenty one, and then have beaten Angelo State, beaten Eastern New Mexico. Now they lost to Texas A&M Commerce two weeks ago, but they beat the fight in John Cotton's last weekend. So. It, this is a trap game written all over it. Uh, you know, playing on the road, 6 p.m., the whole nine. Hmm. Uh, looking at text messages from 1.30 in the morning, last Friday morning from Marshall. He said, good quarterback analysis. Tarleton is a FCS school. I guess I fumbled over that. Most importantly, shell up in Canyon. All of them are big games at this point. So. Yep. Um, I would agree, Marshall. If you could then possibly text me who their tight ends are that I'm supposed to be looking out for, because I'm looking at the box score and it Aren't just they says, all hurt. I don't remember, but if you could text me the tight end player, or this just give us one player we need to be watching for this game, and we will do some sort of social media post for Midwestern State. Yeah, and then, you know, the weekend after that, they've got UT Permian Basin, who's not looking great, but I, we, I believe if they win both these games, they win the conference, correct? Yeah, I think so, so I think we, we determined that they have a one-game lead in the conference right now. So winning this game would solidify at least a tie for the regular season championship. Well, they jumped back up, and they were 24th. Now they're 21th um, in the nation. So big game. It is Military Appreciation Day next weekend. Oh, gosh, that's a tough one. Oh, I wonder, Marshall, are you going to Banner's wedding? Ooh, I guess not. I doubt it, man. He's got a big game. Yeah, that's, that's a big game. Well, well, we'll definitely live stream that game. But uh, And watch the Stangs. Okay. Anywho, let's go Stangs. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening this way. Uh, since we haven't done it, Webb, shout out Webb. Watch the game with him and Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, this is minute, like, 40. Congratulations, Webb. Wow. We, Webb and I weren't even mad. We were just sitting there just like, damn it, well, that sucks, because we'd have seen it so many times. Webb, text us if you have listened to this point. This is a key, critical moment of you'll be continuing to be mentioned in every episode. He definitely is. We're going to win this weekend. I just completely had a change of heart. We're going to win. Okay, all right, fine. Talk to everyone next week. Thank you. Sirens are screaming. I can hear them coming down hard. It's time I was leaving. Warm up my getaway car. I know you'd like me to stay. But if I do, they'll haul me away. I won't go easy. After all this time I've done. I've been shooting freely Under the table and above the sun But maybe I won't mind A chain game with you in line So call the cops for a ride downtown And take my picture for the old lockdown I knew we could both fall flat But let's just fall and leave it at that Why picket fences? You look a lot like.
Sorry. 